Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining in. Um, and thank you for joining us at a different time than normal. Just some scheduling things. Just had to push it back a little bit today. Um, and Justin is out on vacation this week, but he'll be back with us next week. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, we This is week six. Crazy that we are almost a third of the way through the season. And got some got some fun names today for us, for all y'all, and a lot of injuries as well, unfortunately. But first, going to get some plugs in. Uh, go to the idpguys.org, subscribe. You, if you do, you get access to our Discord, where all of our great writers will be almost 24-7, pretty darn close. can ask us anything, whether it's Dynasty-related, uh, redraft, trades, anything else, other random channels. A lot of fun people in there, a lot of good people. A lot of great content as well. Um, right now, we have a discount code that is now showing at the bottom of the screen for 20% off for season long disc, a 20% off season long discount using the code WAT2024. And that goes, that code is active through Thursday or Friday. So if you're interested in just looking for a little more push, there you go. Got to get on it quick though. And as always, we will take questions throughout the show. Feel free to drop a comment and I will get as many answered as possible. So I am, I guess I should introduce myself. I am Joseph Harlow, Joe Harlow, either way. I can be found on Twitter slash X at Jolo63. And we're gonna start the waiver show with injuries, which there were quite a few this week, starting with the quarterback of my team, the Indianapolis Colts, Anthony Richardson. Uh, AC joint sprain is what it's looking like. Uh, the belief is that he's going to go on injured reserve, but he is at least out this week for sure. So Gardner Minshew will be starting, which for me personally is not very appealing, but I'm also not very high on him as a player. So, but sucks to see a very talented rookie who's put up insane fantasy points through the games he has played and finished go on the shelf for a while. Also with quarterbacks, Daniel Jones has a neck injury. Still haven't seen much about how long he's going to be out. I would assume he doesn't play this week. He did say it was feeling similar to the injury he had back in 2021, which did, which did end his season. So hopefully it's not too bad for him, but we've got to keep, got to keep an eye out for that. Uh, running backs, tough week for them. Aaron Jones missed Monday night football, which was a little bit of a surprise to see, but hopefully he's back. Um, Back this week, Devon H. H. Han is, has a knee injury. Looks like he's going on IR. Um, sucks to see he's had an incredible breakout for the last couple weeks, and that's going to be a real damper on Miami's offense, even though they still have enough speed elsewhere to still be very explosive. James Conner as well, running back for the Arizona Cardinals, also on IR. And do see a couple questions in there right now. We will get to those. Not ignoring you guys. But um, all of the Bears running backs had injuries this week. Minus Deonta Foreman, who was a healthy scratch for the last few weeks. But Khalil Herbert had what looks like a high ankle sprain. So that's going to either keep him out or severely limit him. And Roshan Johnson, who was one of my favorite players in, the in this last class, also is in concussion protocol. Typically, we've seen that keep players out for the next week. However, since they did play on Thursday last week, there is a better chance of him suiting up. And if he does play, he is a pretty solid start. Um, though if he doesn't play, Deonta Foreman will be the next one up and we'll get the lion's share or the bear share, I guess. Even scat back, Travis Homer had an injury. So fullback, Kari Blass. Oh, I'm, good, I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name. Had did end up finishing out the game for them and their blowout of the Washington football team, not the Packers, um, on Thursday night last week. Uh, wide receiver-wise, Justin Jefferson, one of the top, if not the top receiver in the game, is on IR now with a hamstring injury. The hope is that he comes back after four games, but if the Vikings continue to struggle, there have been some murmurs that he might just sit for a little bit as not injure the contract negotiations anymore hopefully that it doesn't get to that point but it does we'll get to replacements for him as well 
Zay Jones, the Jaguars wide receiver, had a knee injury, is day-to-day sounding positive, but we will see. Also with wide receivers, Wandale Robinson with the Giants had a concussion, and since he played on Sunday, we kind of know how that's been going, so we would plan on not having Robinson this upcoming week. Travis Kelsey has low ankle sprain. He did return and is practicing today, so that does look good for him for Thursday Night Football. If he's if he plays, he's a smash play as always. Um, along the offensive line, Elijah Vera Tucker for the Jets, who is probably their best offensive lineman, done for the year with an Achilles tear. Absolutely brutal for them, and an already bad offensive line that hurts stock for Bruce Hall, who just had a breakout for this season. Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson, all of them. It's and everyone else. That's a real bummer. Matt Milano, one of the star linebackers for the Buffalo Bills. Leg injury, possible MCL, but it does look like he is done for the season. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh with another neck injury with the Cowboys, and he is going on IR from what I have seen. Uh, it's multiple neck injuries for him. Would not be shocked if that ends his season, but initial reports were four to six weeks. So we'll see about that. Also, we'll get to his replacement. Quay Walker left Monday night, Monday night's game against the Raiders with a knee injury. They do have a bye week this week, so hopefully that gives him some time to heal, but that do need to keep an eye out for that. Emmanuel Mosley, defensive back for the Lions. This was his first game back after an ACL injury last year, and on the second play from scrimmage, tore the other ACL. So he is done for the year again, and just super terrible luck. Hopefully he's able to come back next year and stay healthy and Derek Forrest and Jeremy Reeves safeties for the Washington commanders. Both are on IR potentially done for the season. We'll also get some replacements there. And just another reminder, keep comments coming in. I will answer them as they come in or we'll hold off a little bit just to get to their perspective um, or their respective place. One question to hit now though, is with Nick Bolton, I have not seen anything else on him. It seemed like he was kind of a surprise scratch this past week. But, yeah, there's nothing I have seen on him. Hopefully he plays. But Drew Tranquil has been very good in his absence, which if you've been following here, he would have caught a couple weeks ago. Um, I am seeing some tweets that he did practice today, but not a hundred not seeing anything super definitive there okay so we will get into the waiver wire now starting with the defensive line and so last week names that we suggested were nick benito who was a big win with another two sacks um, for the broncos against the jets guess right now with randy gregory now in san francisco i believe um good he keeps being a good play He's had two, multiple sacks in back-to-back weeks. Can keep throwing him out there, even though the Broncos pass def- the teams are going to pass against the Broncos with their defensive backfield and just defense as a whole being horrendous. So they'll keep getting opportunities. He'll keep getting opportunities to make plays there. Yuter uh, Gross, Gross Matos, um, we did did not do much last week. We didn't expect him to do much with a great with a horrible matchup against a great Lions offensive line. But he still did have a few pressures, and his snaps were still double, almost triple the amount of Justin Houston's. So he is the second rusher on the team, which is a good sign. Um, he is going to be a very matchup-dependent play here on out. So for defensive line players for this week, and this first name is with the Buffalo Bills, A.J. Epinesa. This is one that kind of thinking is really this week only sort of play. He had two sacks last week, but Greg Russo was out and Von Miller, it was his first game back. So he was still really ramping up and played, I believe, 20%, 20 to 30% of snaps. So was not really a factor, but Epinesa this week against the Giants on Sunday night football, that offensive line is horrible. And now with Daniel Jones, probably out, could be even more opportunities against Tyrod Taylor. Um, It's, Seems like it could be a smash play. Just everyone on that Bills defensive line, I would consider playing. Giants on in prime time two weeks ago gave up 74 sacks to the Seahawks. I think it was only 11, but still, they're the Bills defensive linemen. You 
you can play all of them. Epineza had a season high 67% of snaps last week. And it does seem like Russo might be out again this week. He did not go on IR, but so that is a good sign. But if he is not, if Russo is not active this week, Epinesa is a massive smash. Um, see another comment in there. We will, we will get to that one about the quarterbacks when we get two quarterbacks or more closer to the offensive side, just so you know. Uh, next defensive line name is Marcus Davenport, who has played the last two weeks and has had a sack in each of the last two weeks. He's getting back to his form, really to 2021 form, back when he was with the Saints, uh, with that double-digit season, sack season he had then. And this week against the Chicago Bears, who did blow up and go off against uh, the Washington on Thursday night. It's a gr- it is still a great matchup. Justin Fields loves one thing more than throwing bombs to DJ Moore, and that is taking sacks. Um, I don't have the number for how many he's taken this year, but it's I believe it's already close to, if not over twenty, which oof, that's a lot. There's going to be a lot of opportunities, especially with having Danielle Danielle Hunter on the other end to take a lot of pressure away. Um, so yeah. Davenport played almost 80% of snaps last week, which was his season high. Love to see that. He's the second guy there and does have the talent to be the top, a top rusher on a team still, even if he hasn't shown much of that throughout the, his career yet. Alrighty. And we're going to get into linebackers now and we will skip a little bit and get into the bills situation with Tyrell Dodson or Dorian Williams. So, Dodson played 62% of snaps after the Milano injury and had five tackles. Dorian Williams was down at 32% of tackle or of snaps, but did have the same amount of tackles. Right now, I would believe that Dodson is a safer play. So if you need a play this week, that's who I would go with. However, I do think Williams, who was a high, high risk, very toolsy prospect out of Tulane this year, I could see him taking over pretty soon and do think that. If, especially if Milano's after the year, that he will get a lot of that time next to Terrell Bernard sooner rather than later. But for this specific week, I would go with Dotson. And I know at the beginning of the year, when we were trying to figure out who the linebacker to next to Milano would be, it's, there was a lot of buzz right before the season, right before week one, that it was going to be Dotson. And I believe he even wore the green dot for the last preseason game. So there was some, so I do think he is the guy right now, but do think Williams takes over whether it's next week in three weeks, but it's still a little hairy of a situation, but right now it's Dotson. Other names that are getting back to how we did last week with the linebacker position names that we gave you guys were um, Nate Landman and EJ speed. Both of them were fine. Seven tackles each. I don't think we really expected either of them to light the world on fire. EJ Speed produced similar numbers to Shaquille Leonard, who was a healthy scratch this week. Does seem like he's probably going to keep missing. They need to, the Colts need to keep get him back to health. He should not really be on the field right now. He looked really slow, not confident, which that's what his game, his game is just confidence and chaos. So they need him to get back to health. So Speed will be there for the foreseeable future and is a solid play. Landman also was solid, not spectacular. Both of them are that linebacker three flex, IDP flex sort of play. Um, we also touched on the Texans linebacker situation, which Christian Harris, one of my offseason crushes, healthy scratch. Redraft, it is officially over, over. Even though two weeks ago he had, what, 12 tackles or something, but it was a mirage. He's not, he's not in their plans right now. In a dynasty league, I would still want to hold him, but even if it's a shallower league, he can probably be cut, unfortunately. Denzel Perryman did come back and was active, but was on a snap count. He was the linebacker three on snaps. I would expect him to still ramp up and still take that linebacker one roll back, but that will, will it'll remain to be seen there. Henry to O to O is still the top linebacker for now until Perryman does get back to fully healthy. And Cashman, Blake Cashman does seem to be a decent play. 
So, and I see some other quarterback and wide receiver questions. Again, we'll get to those once we get closer to the offensive side. So linebackers for this week, we touched on the injury to Leighton Vander Esch. So the linebacker one in Dallas right now is Damone Clark. Um, he is actually the tackle leader for the team um, on the season. And over the last three games, he has 25 tackles. He has played, oh, I don't have a snap count, but he has played, I think he, I believe he played every snap after Vander Esch went down last week. And um, let's see, question there. Um, Thank you, Victor. Love being able to do the show for you guys. And we're going to take a step back to the Texans. Real quick, got a question about Christian Harris. With him being inactive this past week, I just think he's it's kind of over for him. He had the opportunity to take those snaps from Cashman over the last couple of weeks, and it didn't happen. I don't think Harris was injured at all. I think it was just a pure healthy scratch. So right now, I yeah. Harris, I'm not worried about at all. I wouldn't consider rostering him on a redraft team. It could be muddy between, oh, he did have a concussion. That changes things a little bit. Just with Perryman being back and them clearly trusting Toto, I wouldn't really want to touch this other linebackers there aside from Toto and maybe Perryman. Cashman and Harris, it's kind of it's kind of gross overall right now. So back to Damone Clark with the other uh, Texas team. Cowboys, who got absolutely annihilated on Sunday night last week. They have a matchup with the Chargers this week, which has been an interesting matchup overall. Week one, they were super run heavy, and since then they have let Justin Herbert cook, obviously with the bye week last week, not nothing. But it's a great opportunity for a young player who was a third-round pick, I believe, two off-seasons ago. So he's good pickup. If nothing else, he is going to be on the field for every snap or pretty much every snap. He's worth a shot. Probably a linebacker, decent linebacker to play at this point. Hopefully some more upside there as well. Final name we're bringing up for the linebacker position is Isaiah McDuffie, which a little bit of poor timing with the, pack, with the Packers going on a bye this week. But Devondre Campbell has missed multiple weeks in a row. I think since week two, he's missed. And McDuffie has, like Damone Clark, 25 tackles over the last three games. Um, sorry for the noise in the background. Child skipped a nap and is not happy about it. But he's doing all right. Um, yeah, Isaiah McDuffie, 25 tackles over the last three weeks. If Devondre Campbell or Quay Walker with his knee injury on Monday night, if either of them miss time, McDuffie is a good sneaky pickup that no one's going to think about, especially going into the bye week. So if it looks like one or both of those Packers linebackers are going to miss some time, some more time in Campbell's case, go ahead and scoop McDuffie up and you have, it looks like a nice eight tackles floor there. So another great play at linebacker three flex, even a sneaky linebacker two potentially. Um, also want to hit on, it's a name that Justin and I have talked about a lot with Robert Spillane. Don't know how widely available he is, but I know he is a favorite of Michael Sicoli. Sorry if I butchered your name again. I always do. But one of his favorite players, former Steeler, current Raider, won me, a, won me the matchup last night in my main dynasty league with those two picks. So if he's out there, which it does seem like he is in some league still, go get him and start him comfortably. Let's see. It doesn't, I'm not seeing any more linebacker questions. So we are going to go ahead and hit the defensive backs now. Last week, defensive backs that we suggested were Josh Metellus, who was solid. Six tackles and a quarterback hit. Love to see it. Didn't think it was going to be anything absurd, spectacular, but it was a good, good game for him. Good showing as he has continued to do all year and as he's taken over that slot role full time. Uh, still a good weekly play, not massive ceiling, and a pretty solid floor. And then Rudy Ford for the Green Bay Packers was the other safety that we suggested, and he had a great game. Nine tackles, another pass breakup. Absolutely love to see that. He also is a solid defensive back and safety start. So we went 2-0 there. Whew. After a, So overall on the defensive side, by my count, it is 3-0-3. Oh, not counting the 
Texans linebackers since I was more of just a chatting about what could happen there. So defensive back wise, first names we're going to bring up are Kyler Gordon and Greg Stroman Jr. for the Chicago Bears. Kyler Gordon was a second round pick last offseason. And this year was going to move into the slot and was going to be that full-time slot player, which is a great role for him. That's where he excelled at at Washington and projects best at in the league. And he did have that role in week one until he had an injury and went on IR, but he is practicing this week and is on that 21 day window to be activated. So if Kyler Gordon is active, expect him to be in the slot and he is maybe not a great play in this first game back, but ramping up, He's a good play. He's a fun player. Definitely someone to grab right now if he is not on someone's IR already. Um, Greg Stroman has performed valiantly in that slot role while Gordon has been absent. So that's another name where if you need a one-week cornerback play, he's a good name to throw in there, especially if Gordon does not end up playing or could very well be on this on a snap count. And Stroman, I could see also moving outside a little bit, getting some more snaps and not just being kicked to the curb. Their defense has been, well, we know how the Bears' defense has been. So against Washington they on Thursday night, they looked better, but it's still not a good defense, not one to trust. So there could be a lot of targets going to any of the defensive backs, just a lot of plays to be made, even if they're just tackles. As we are also touched on, we have a lot of injury replacements this week. So for the Washington Commanders, Quan Martin, or Jartavius, is his actual first name, I believe. This was one of my favorite players in this draft class. He was my second safety behind Brian Branch, who has also been phenomenal. Um, Martin out of Illinois with other rookie standout, Devon Witherspoon, who we'll touch on in a hot second. Um, out of Illinois is nickel corner, nickel safety, really. And he is going to get some work, a chance to get some work this week at the safety role, just with Derek Forrest and his backup and special team star, Jeremy Reeves, both going on IR. I will say Percy Butler probably will be getting that first shot. So Morton, or excuse me, so Martin might, is not a play this week, most likely, but I do think that he will take that role soon and should be a star for them. He was the 43rd, 48th pick, I believe this year. He was a highly drafted top half of the second round pick. Fun, fun player, great tackler, had sort of ball hawk as well. So it's a fun, it's a fun chess piece to add to the Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera defense. So again, wouldn't play him this week, but definitely pick him up for future weeks and in a dynasty league if he's out there. That's a great pickup. And another name just to touch on, Devon Witherspoon off the bye last week. And before that, the his absolute coming out party against the Giants on Monday night. I believe it was Monday. might have been Sunday night. Either way, just coming out with pick six, multiple sacks, bunch of tackles. It's that great game. Someone might have probably wasn't missed, but if he is still out there, just off the bye week, go ahead, grab him, plug him in. I'm content putting Devon Witherspoon in, even if you don't have a cornerback slot in your league. It's just defensive backs. Um, especially if he does continue to play in the slot. That's where I think he has the most value for fantasy there. And I think he projects well on the outside or inside, but hopefully he continues to be at the slot corner for the Seahawks. All right, offensive questions. And we'll get to a couple here. Have Fields or Burrow rest of season? It's Burrow for me. Um, he looked phenomenal this past week, at least for how this season has gone. The long touchdown to Jamar Chase, I think, was the best deep pass of his entire career. So that's a great sign. Justin Fields was awesome against the Commanders. I don't trust him, his offense, the offensive line. He's going to have a lot of up and down games. I think I could see last week he had 40 points. This week could be 22. It could be three. It could be 40. Burrow, I think, especially as he gets healthier, it's going to get better, and he should get back to that Joe Burrow status pretty soon. So Burrow's where I would go. I'm also, also I've really never been high, the highest on either of these guys, to be totally honest. Um, but Burrow's the play to me, unless you're in a huge rushing bonus league, then that could tilt it to Fields. But and nine ninety five out of hundred times, I'm taking Burrow. 
Um, another question with wide receivers. Oh, this is a great problem to have. Picking two of Olave, Devonta Smith, or Brandon Ayuk. Um, is this, just to clarify, is this for this week or rest of season? Because if just this week, I'm probably leaving Olave out. Texans are not the greatest defense. But just with Derek Carr being injured a little bit, it, they've looked, their offense has looked a little wonky the last couple of weeks. Um, Devonta Smith, who do the Eagles have? Uh, playing the Jets, I expe expect uh, Sauce Gardner to be on A.J. Brown and Reed to get Smith, which I think Devonta Smith, after off a quiet week, could be solid this week. Um, yeah, and then Brandon Ayuk at this point, he's a smash play. He's the top of these three right now to me. Um, even against the Browns secondary, a Browns team who is spectacular, that they're going to scheme Ayuk open and his chaotic route running is going to get him open as well. I would order this for this week, Ayuk Smith Olave, but if it is rest of season, I'm going to go Olave Ayuk Smith. Hopefully that helps out, Jack. Um, and J Justin Jefferson, his value right now, uh, offered him for James Cook and Jordan Addison in the PPR. If you are able to give up two starters right now, that I I would be willing to do that. But if James Cook is your running back three or four and Addison's a wide receiver four or five, yeah, absolutely. And if you're in a great spot, if you're a team who's struggling right now, if you're two and three, one and four, I don't think you can afford to do that. But if you're riding four and one, five and oh, with some good depth right now. Yeah, absolutely. Even if he doesn't end up playing, that's the rest of the season, which seems very unlikely. This is worth the risk. You get the top player and maybe the top player in fantasy football, probably the top wide receiver and get him for the wide receiver two or three on his own team. And James cook, who I love is a great player, but Buffalo's offense is weird with running backs. So I think, yeah, if it really is team dependent, so we'd need to know a little. Um, you have Gibbs, no other running backs really. But, um, that would be a, that'd be a ridiculous wide receiver core. But with Gibbs being your really only running back, that is tough. Honestly, I think I would still probably do it. You're going to be scraping the waiver wire for running backs, but that's what we're here for to help you out there. And if you can get Justin Jefferson later on to add to this wide receiver court, that is going to be a big, that would, yeah, that'd be awesome. And if you were going to little bonus answer here, if you were going to try to flip one of these wide receivers for running back, I would definitely be going CD lamb right now. Jerry Jones made a comment today that, he wasn't really worried about C.D. Lamb's lack of usage, which compared to last year, he has 35 targets on the year so far and had 50 at this point last year. Jerry Jones said that he likes seeing the ball go to the tight ends. So I, yeah, it's just not a serious answer, really. It's silly to not get the ball to your best player. So I, yeah, if you're going to flip one, go C.D. I know you didn't ask, but. I would be willing to take the risk on Justin Jefferson, especially if you're if you have a good record right now and can kind of take that struggle for a couple weeks. And you are welcome. Okay, so if you have any other offensive questions or even any other defensive questions, we will get to them as well. Keep them coming in, and thank you for the subscription. Love to see that. We'll see you in the Discord soon, hopefully. Alrighty, so we're going to start off with the quarterback position. Last week, we suggested J Josh Dobbs, who, well, he had the worst game of the year, conveniently enough. So that is a loss for us. And Joe Burrow, who we somewhat jokingly asked which one you should start between the two. And we both very grossly and hiding behind a curtain said Josh Dobbs, and we were very wrong. Burrow's back. So, but this week we're going to go with Desmond Ritter, uh, second year quarterback, 
coming off a career game where he had three, almost 330 through the air, touchdown on the on the air and on the ground. Absolute breakout game for him last week off of probably his worst game as a pro in London against the Jaguars two weeks before. Yeah, the Texans team that's been very frisky, he played very well against. And I've always been a believer of his. Um, matchup this week against the Commanders does not scare me at all. So they do have a great pass rush, which could cause some weird decisions from him, but I'm rolling with him. I would roll with him over Sam Howell, who, again, I have also never been high on. don't think he's a very good NFL quarterback, but that's not the point here. Ritter's the guy I would is a, especially in a super flex league. If you need a quarterback too with um, on buys this week, I believe it's just the Packers and Steelers. So, might not be starting Kenny Pickett right now, and even in a super flex, maybe Jordan Love. But if you need a guy, or if you just have, if your quarterback room is looking like Anthony Richardson and Jordan Love, don't have either this week. Ritter is in a good matchup. This is a nice spot start, and he does have some rushing upside. The rushing touchdown is nice. Um, the weapons there. Uh, Kyle Pitts, who had a great game, finally. Drake London, Bijan. The new receiver they just got, who we'll touch on in a little bit. But, yeah, Ritter's a smash play this week, I think. Um, see a tight end question? That's a great question. We will get there. Uh, so now on to the running backs, which, as we touched on, a lot of injuries. Last week, the names we gave were Ronnie Rivers, who was very much like, eh, he's a backup. Something might happen, hopefully. And he had, I'm not really sure whether to give that a loss or a tie. He had one carry for one yard, but we also didn't say to start him. And the Rams only ran the ball 14 times. So against the Eagles, great run defense, neg negative game script the whole time. I still don't think he's a cut or anything. He's a good handcuff to have. He is the second running back on the team, clearly. Um He's really a hold if you have an extra roster space and if Kyron Williams gets hurt or slows up. But, yeah. Then we also also suggested both Bronco backup running backs. Jaleel McLaughlin had 89 yards and a touchdown, and Samaje Piran had 95 total yards. So both of them had a pretty good game against the Jets. Um, McLaughlin is getting a lot of hype right now and saying that he might be taking Javante Williams' job. That role needs to get slowed. McLaughlin still played a third of snaps last week and he is a small running back. Explosive, fun. I definitely think he's a good play, but even when Javante does come back healthy, which might not be this week, maybe is, he's a fun player. I do think even when Javante is back that he will be, he will kind of take a lot of the Samaje Pirine touches, but yeah, Pirine still did outsnap him 60% to 33%, so got to slow the roll with uh, Jaleel McLaughlin right now. But it was a fun electric player and trucked a couple of guys on one long run, which was cool to see from a 5'7 guy, especially an undrafted rookie. So we'll give ourselves a win on both of those because both of them were very good. This week, we actually have a couple potential starters and see another tight end question, trade question there. We'll get to as well. But for the running backs first, we'll get through these guys. Um, Amari Demar Demarcado hopefully pronounce that right. He seems to be the top running back now in Arizona. James Connors on the IR. We'll see how, if it is just four weeks or longer, but right now Demarcado has been, he's been the number two running back for the Cardinals with Keontae Ingram on the bench or on the shelf injured. Um, and he's done pretty well in the limited work he's gotten last week. He had, Oh, oh I didn't have the stats down. I believe it was 10 carries for 45 yards and a couple catches, but Looked solid. He was, um, for those of you who don't know him, he was the backup to Kendry Miller at TCU last year, undrafted rookie, but has been solid. The Cardinals seem to like him, and I expect him to be the top guy. I don't think it'll be a 100% workload for him, but I could see him splitting or having the lead with Keontae Ingram or Tony Jones, who they just picked up off waivers from the Saints. But it's an interesting name. I wouldn't, he's not nearly at the same 
type of pickup as Devon Achan or Jerome Ford were earlier in the year, but he's a solid player. Another name, Justice Hill, who looks like he is the top or at worst the 1A, 1B with Gus Edwards in Baltimore. But Justice Hill had a really good game last week for the Ravens. Um, 56% of snaps, four targets, four catches. Um, he seems to be the only one on the Ravens roster who can catch the football, which so maybe that'll get him some more work. You know, the Ravens last week were so disappointing. Lamar had a, a remarkable game, but seven to ten drops, something absurd. It's just it's very disappointing. And that'll get us to this question. Mark Andrews for Joe Mixon. Do you have Sam Laporta? That's probably a slight loss for you on value, but if you need a running back, I'm fine with that. Laporte has been incredible. Um, I would probably take Laporte. I don't know if I would take Laporte over Andrews in a redraft right now, but it's close. So, yeah, I would be willing to do that, especially if you do have some running back injuries. If James Conner was one of your running backs or Saquon Barkley still dealing with injury. Um, yeah, so... I'm okay with it. Not my favorite, but yeah. Um, so you have Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Brees, Stevenson, Pierce. That's a lot of running backs with questions. I th trying to collect, flip them later when people get desperate. That's smart. If you believe Laporta can keep this up, even with Jamison Williams coming back, I know Amon Ra has been dealing with some injuries, so. Yeah, I think I I don't hate the logic at all. I would be fine with it. Like I'm not the biggest Swift believer. We talked about the Elijah Vera Tucker Tucker injury, which could hurt Brees a lot. Patriots have been struggling. Uh, Damian Pierce, you know, um, same guy offered you Pierce and Laporta for mixing that. I wouldn't do. Yeah, I would be fine with the. Andrews for Mixon one. If you could get another sweetener in there, whether it's like a slight wide receiver upgrade or something, that'd be awesome. But since you have another top five-ish tight end on the year right now, wherever Laporte is at, I am okay with it. Especially since Andrews still has this case of, case of the drops as he's always had. But yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I like it though. Great questions. And the last running back room we're going to hit are the Miami ones. Um, Devon Achan, as we said, is going probably going on IR with a knee injury. I don't think he's been officially put on it yet, but he will be. Sounds like. Um, oh, back to that question real quick. Has Lamb, AJ Brown. Geez, are you in a four-team league? That's a great lineup for you. But, yeah, if you could, I don't know if he has a. Sorry about that. If you could sell DJ Moore and um, Andrews for Mixon and whoever a top receiver names are escaping me right now, who's like the wide receiver six right now or something, just someone in like that. You probably couldn't get like a Jamar Chase out of that, but someone of that next tier, like a Cooper Cup. But um, had Mostert sold high on Mostert, bought low on Brees. Love to see that and. We'll get back to the Miami running backs now with the mention of Raheem Mostert, who right now is the lead back. He's going to have the majority of the workload. was initially going to talk about Salvin Ahmed as the running back too, but then remember that they have Jeff Wilson Jr. on the team as well, who's been on IR. And I believe they opened his practice window as well. And when he comes back, he is a great play. He should be getting time over Salvin Ahmed and team last year they had Wilson playing over Raheem Mostert so he's definitely someone where if he is on an IR try to grab him trade trade for him or try to if he's on waivers go get him he has the potential to be that same what Raheem Mostert's been doing for the last few weeks but fun running back great scheme honestly yeah Ahmed is a good play play this week Curtis Brooks is that his first name Whoever C. Brooks is with 
that Dolphins, he has been active over Ahmed the last couple, the last week, so he could be a play. And they have the Giants this week? No, the Panthers. So, honestly, even if, if they have four active running backs this week, I would be okay playing any of them, especially in a deep league or if you need just an upside shot. So, those are the running backs we have. Then I believe we had a wide receiver. The other question we have that we're waiting on is a tight end one. Just want to let you know, have not forgotten about that. We're going to hit the wide receivers real quick. Last week was not our best week for wide receiver suggestions. Uh, rookie receiver Michael Wilson for the Cardinals had a whole one catch for 18 yards. Don't love to see that. He had two touchdowns the week before. I think his snap count was similar to the week to the week before. Balls just didn't go his way. The Bengals are a good defense, and they just kind of shut Josh Dobbs and go down. Tyler Boyd thought was going to get a lot of the T. Higgins work. And it all went to Trent Irwin. Boyd was fine, but similar numbers as he's had the rest of the year. So going to call that a loss. We thought he could have see closer to 10 targets, but that's what Irwin got. I don't, if Higgins misses again, I still would play Boyd over Irwin, but it's just kind of a weird situation there. Might just, they have the Seahawks, so that'll be a very fun game. Yeah, I would still go Boyd if Higgins misses. And the last name we gave was Jamison Williams, who surprisingly got off the suspension early, just with the NFL rule changes. And he had two catches for two yards on oh, how many snaps did he play? It wasn't a huge amount, but yeah, to be determined there, he still got some ramping up to do since he also had the hamstring injury in the offseason. So don't know if he's playable, or he had 47% of snaps last week, which is higher than I thought was same as Josh Reynolds, one less snap than Khalif Raymond. I expect him to take more work from Marvin Jones, than, especially if um, Amon Ross continues to miss game, miss time. So Jamison, to be determined right now, if you need a, if you're behind, you need a big play shot, go for it. But pro I would still rather start even Josh Reynolds on the team right now. But so receivers for this week, KJ Osborne, who actually played the most snaps for the Vikings this week after Justin Jefferson, oh, excuse me, after Justin Jefferson went down. Um, solid receiver, good blocker. He'll be on the field. Had nine targets, five catches for 49 yards. Nothing spectacular there, but he's going to get a lot of work. I do expect Addison to be the top, or really Hawkinson will be the top target, then Addison, then Osborne, who has been good for them in the past, has been good this year, has made some plays, a couple touchdowns, I believe. Other receivers that if you're in a very deep league or in a dynasty league, you could look at are Brandon Powell, who really picked up a lot of the slack this week. Um, going into that wide receiver three role. Then they also have Nikhil Harry, if you remember him, and then Tristan Jackson as well. So those are some other names. Osborne is the clear top one of there and of the of that group, and I expect him to see close to double-digit targets most weeks now while Jefferson's out. Um, they also have a Bears matchup this week, which, as we've touched on, pretty sweet matchup. Kirk Cousins has still... Slow down a little bit, but it's still playing really well. Um, expect them to still be throwing the ball all over the yard. And yeah, Osborne's a good play. Comments in there. Good evening to you too, Marco. Um, next name we're going to... So next we're going to touch on a couple of rookies. First, we're going to go Josh Downs with Mike Colts. He has been playing the third most snaps of receivers behind Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr., but Pierce has been a very big disappointment in his second year. Hasn't really done much of anything. Has, yeah. So Downs is the second target right now. He has the second most targets and catches on the team behind Pittman. He actually has 10 more targets and receptions than third place player, who is Kylan Branson, who has really slipped to the second or third tight end role now. So Downs, he's very trusted by both Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. Coaching staff trusts him. He is a top target on third downs. He had a bunch of third down conversions last week, including on a third and 17, I believe it was. 
So he's a good play. Don't expect a massive, crazy stat line, but it's a six for 65 sort of play is very possible, especially against a Jaguars team whose defense has struggled a little bit. And I do expect the Jaguars to beat the Colts pretty out pretty handily like they did in week one. So we could see negative game script. A lot of throwing. Oh, it looks like we have some more questions. I'm going to... I will finish up the last name and then get to those questions for you guys. Um, last name on the list is kind of a tricky one. Confusing name for some, maybe. Jonathan Mingo. Looks like he is available in over 50% of leagues on Sleeper. This is a luxury pickup. This is not necessarily a pickup for this week, though he could be a sneaky play. Carolina's probably going to get... Miami, I think, is going to do very, very bad things to them. It's probably going to get out of hand very quickly. So I could see a lot of just dump-offs, just a lot of Bryce Young going back and just letting it go and letting his receivers hopefully make some plays with the ball in their hands or short dump-offs, let them go to work, which Mingo is good at, very good at. Um, it could be just a volume play. Last week he had solid numbers, nothing spectacular. Um then, but this is mostly a future pickup, especially since the Panthers are on bye in week seven. So maybe not even pick up this week, maybe just kind of see what happens. And then next week while they're on bye, just kind of hope everyone forgets about him, snag him. And while they're on bye, that's kind of when I expect them to really get him more into the game plan. Adam Thielen's been solid, but also is, we know what Adam Thielen is now. He's not a game changer anymore just a very reliable target and probably a good number two, even though he has been getting fed with, I think, 13 targets the last couple of weeks. DJ Shark is unreliable. Terrace Marshall also has been unreliable with health, hands, routes. Both are fun players, but just haven't really given what they need. This is around when you'll see rookie wide receivers who are, as Ros Mingo was, kind of start to really get their footing and break out, especially after a bye week. This is just a fun upside shot. If Again, if you have the opportunity, if you have the ability to keep a free, basically a free spot on your bench right now or a wasted spot on your bench right now, go for it. This could really blow up. And if it doesn't blow up within a week or two of the buy, by week eight or nine, then you can probably safely drop him. So I wouldn't expect him to not do much through 10 weeks and then blow up after that. Okay, another question. And that's... And then one other name just to mention real quick on for the wide receivers, Van Jefferson. I had him in the document just as a name to touch on, but then he got traded to the Falcons, which I do think he will take over that wide receiver two role or wide receiver three if you want to consider Kyle Pitts a wide receiver. But I do think he's a better player than Matt Collins. He's not quite the blocker, but Van is someone I think is a very good player. This might be more of a dynasty pickup. I don't know how much the third target in, or the fourth target behind Bijan as well in this Falcons offense is going to get. But it's very interesting. He's a great route runner, has been able to grab the random 60-yard bomb from Matt Stafford a couple times over the last few years. So could see a similar usage. Just could be a big play threat while also... If someone, if London or Pitts gets hurt, could just be the random guy who gets five targets from Arthur Smith from Arthur Smith's scheme. Uh, yeah, and this is another note. As we are getting closer and closer to the trade deadline, teams are kind of shaping up to see what they are. Uh, keep an eye out for guys who could get dealt. Kendrick Bourne, for example, on a Patriots team who is not using him, even though he is their best wide receiver in my opinion by a margin. He's someone who could get dealt. And I believe it's the last year of his contract, so he could get moved. If he got moved to, like, Kansas City, that would be absurd. Or just to somewhere else with another team who needs, who's going to use them better. Other names like that, just keep start keeping an eye out for those. Okay. Um, so, got a couple questions. Should drop T. Williams or Sean Tucker for Foreman, the Connor backups? Um, T. Williams, is that Trafe? But yes, I'm not sure for Foreman, but either of them absolutely for Demacardo. Here, I'll put that name up for you. For Amari Demacardo, I would 
yeah, absolutely. Unless, unless T. Williams is someone super great that I'm just totally blanking on. But for Foreman, I I would if Roshan Johnson is able to, and that's another name we should really touch on. If Roshan is able to play, he is a great play for the next few weeks while Khalil Herbert is out or hobbled. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago when we brought up Roshan amongst the other rookies, I think he's a great running back and great talent. I think this really is the time where he could take take a hold of that running back one role and not let go of it and take it for the next few years, hopefully. But if he is out, Foreman, yeah. I would be willing to drop both of them for the shot at Foreman and the whoever the Conner backups are, DeMicardo or even Keontae Ingram, I'd be willing to take the shot. And Marco did clarify that it is Travion Williams from the Bengals. So yeah, I'd be willing to drop either of them. Then another wide receiver question, Nico Collins or Christian Kirk? Um, the Jags are playing the Colts. Who've been a little feisty. And if Zay Jones plays or the Saints, whose defense is always good. I'm going to go with Nico, I think. Ugh. If Zay Jones plays, I'm going with Nico. If Zay Jones is out. Oh, that is difficult. I think I'm just going to go with Nico there. Oh, the PPR. Yeah, I think I'll go with the upside from Nico. CJ Stroud's been throwing fireballs, but there's frankly more mouths to feed in Jacksonville. So I would go with Nico and take that huge upside shot. Unless you, if you just need a couple points, need a, a high floor play, which not knowing the rest of your lineup or opponent, yeah, I would. Then I would go with Christian Kirk. But if most, I would go for the upside shot. I think Tank Dell might be out. I must have missed that one. But yeah, if he's out, then it's definitely Nico. But interesting thing I'm seeing now is that the Vikings are working out quarterback Colt McCoy. So Kirk Cousins might. There have been rumors that he could get moved, especially with um, Justin Jefferson being out for a while. So that is interesting. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, another de couple defensive back questions. Uh, Brian Branch for Darius Williams, no. Nope. Even if Branch is out. Williams, I don't. The boundary corner, I don't really love playing that much unless it's yeah in really any situation. Yeah, I would keep Brian Branch. He's been a, he is a star already. Him being hurt sucks, especially if you don't have IR spots in your league. But keep Branch. I'm sure if you need someone to play, I'm sure you have another name that you would be able to drop. Um, then also with the Lions. Kirby Joseph or Tracy Walker. Um, have the Lions snaps up. I both played every snap this past week. I did actually did a write-up for them. I should be able to have this better knowledge offhand. Just, um, I believe Joseph was playing more in the box than Walker. Let me verify that real quick. They're pretty comparable on, they actually played the same number of snaps in the slot slash box area. I would go Kirby. I think just higher upside. I think slightly better player right now. Um, that's a tough one though. That is, yeah, Dell is in the concussion protocol. So yeah, I would lean, I would lean Kirby Joseph there. That's, that is tight. Um, another one oh, for the Nico versus uh, Christian Kirk question. Other wide receivers being Keenan Allen and CeeDee Lamb. You already have high high floors there, so I would go with Nico there, especially yeah, with Dell being a concussion protocol. Go with Nico. And if Zay, Flop, Zay, excuse me, Zay Jones being back would definitely make, lean that way even more. 
you just got Addison, good work. That definitely will help. Add, JJ being out will definitely help Addison. Then you also have Brisker and Holland, other DBs. So, yeah, even still, I would not start Darius Williams over those two guys, even though Brisker has had a slower start to the year. I believe Holland has been, at least there was a stretch where he was the top DB for two or three weeks in a row in our weekly rankings. So, he, yeah, he's going to start Brisker still probably with the talent and their defense not being great. He is, I would not be playing an outside corner over either of those guys. Um, last position, and the one question we've been holding since the start of the show, Jonu Smith or Logan Thomas at tight end? Logan Thomas is our ad of the week this week, so that's who I would be going with. Jonu still is, even though he has had a lot of targets over the last few weeks um, and has played well and is a high upside player, I'm still going with Logan. 25 targets in the four games he's played. They're going to be in another pass-heavy script in this matchup, and really in every matchup. Atlanta is very bad against tight ends. They have, in the five games they've played, they've allowed three touchdowns, two tight ends. And in the Packer game, there was another close call to Luke Musgrave, I believe. If that were Jay Marie also just stole a couple from him there. Falcons have been one of the worst against tight ends. Logan Thomas is a good player. Um, He's not the top target on the team, not the second, maybe not the third target, but they're going to be throwing a lot. He's currently tight end nine on the year, even with missing a game. So he's, he's the play there. And then just to hit on what we did last week, our suggestion was Tyler Conklin, who had a four catch 67 yard outing, not spectacular, but if you're looking at the waiver wire at tight ends, that is all you can ask for. So uh, let's see, you have another question there for linebackers. Logan Wilson, go Pokes. Uh, Levante David, Pete Werner, Alex Anzalone, or Jelani Tabai. I would go, let's see, matchup dependent there. I'm going to still start Logan Wilson for sure. Lions have the Bucks. I would. Oh, hey. Hi, buddy. Um. No. Sorry, kiddo just broke in the room, but good. <laughs> um, I would probably be going. Yeah, Logan Wilson, and I think I would go. I just lost to the Saints. Head. Oh, who are the Saints playing this week? Oh, the Texans? I, I'm going to go with Pete Warner as well. Anzalone might be a safer play off an 11 tackle game, but I think Warner has the highest upside of the whole group there, so that's who I would go with. Yep, so Logan Wilson and Pete Warner would be my picks there, though I don't think you'd go wrong with Levante David as the other one there. Another IDP question. Um Oh, so asking then which of them you would drop when Nicobe Dean returns from the IR? Um, definitely to buy. I think he's had a solid snap count lately, but lowest. Yeah, he's the least exciting of that group. So he would be the clear cut. Uh, the next cut I would make just for fun would be. Oof, I would. St- Anzalone would be the next one. I just think Jack Campbell's got to take over eventually. Anzalone's not very good at football for the NFL standards. So, yeah, you're welcome. Another question I see. CJ Mosley or Bobby Wagner? That's that's how you play the game. Someone crazily dropped CJ Mosley off during the bye week. That got to, now that bye weeks are happening, keep an eye out for stuff like that if, someone on a bye week gets dropped someone especially a cj mosley who is a locked in linebacker one like if stuff like that happens yeah that could be a huge game changer for your entire season there um have to drop one of them for demarcado do you have to 
Like, what is your running back situation looking like? Or is it the same league where you sent that earlier? Um, I would not want to drop either of those for Demarcado unless you need a running back play this week. If I had to drop one, um, you have Saquon and Monty. Uh, and James Cook. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna pick I'm not gonna drop one of those two. Dimercado, I don't I would not expect him to be a huge play when Saquon, Monty, and Cook are all healthy. I yeah. And then if are you, you're also the one who had the offer for Cook and Addison. Or no, that I might just be making that one up. I don't know if that was you since you have James Cook. No. Or you would be sending James Cook for and Addison for JJ. If that's the case, then you open up a roster spot. So then you wouldn't have to deal with this. If you so I would not drop either of them to make the long story short, but if you had to drop one, I would drop Wagner. Which feels gross to say, but has the ability to rack up a bunch of tackles, but he slowed down. Okay, that was not you. Cool coincidence there. But yeah, if I had to, it would be Wagner. I wouldn't, though. Just Jordan Brooks looks awesome, even less than 10 months off of um, an ACL and MCL, I think it was. He looks great. He's going to take over for Bobby sooner rather than later. Bobby's such a liability in pass defense right now that there's a point where Seattle's seriously Super Bowl contenders, which I think they are, or at least NFC contenders, they can't keep him as the linebacker one. Still a great two, but Brooks is more dynamic. That's what they need right now. Yep, don't drop. Good call there. Um, We are just over an hour in, so I will, if you have any other questions... I will start wrapping up and putting last plugs in. And if we get any more, Keaton Mitchell, when will he return from the IR? I believe he should be active this upcoming week, I thought. Let's see if I quick search if there's anything. Um, Yeah, I think he will be this week. But yeah, and that's a fun, definitely, definitely a fun hold to have just with the Ravens running backs all kind of being not anything super exciting. Justice Hill and Gus Edwards, we know what they are. Mitchell is a fun play. So hold on to him if you have him. Just kind of see what happens in his first game or two if you can. Caden Ellis for Spillane. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, that is tough. I um just looking at matchups this week. Patriots for Spillane and for Caden Ellis, the Falcons have I've looked at these so many times you think I just haven't memorized. They have the commanders. For this week, I would play Spillane over Ellis. So yeah, I guess so. That is that's a tough one though. I would slightly lean Spillane, but not feel great about it. And yeah, I, Marco, just to get back to you, I would rather have the shot on Mitchell than Tucker. Yeah, Spillane's awesome. But And then I see another one. Kufanga. Yeah, I think he's a cut for you. That's a, I love that defensive back room. Assuming you're only starting two, one or two. Yeah, I would. he's a cut right now. Unless you have a scoring system that is massively leaning towards big plays like interceptions, force fumbles, but Ryan Neal and Von Bell are top 18 to 15-ish safeties every week. Nick Scott's in that, if not in that tier, the next one. And Hufanga's just so, could have two picks, force two fumbles one week and have uh, one assist the next week. He's a cut for you with that DB room. Okay, and so just one more time, I want to give a plug and remind about that offer we have going at the IDP guys with 
the code Watt 2024, named after Stacoli's favorite TJ Watt on his Steelers. Uh, 20% off for season long, the rest of the season. You got to get a lot of great content from our writers, whether in the Discord, in the app, or in the app on the website. Um, we have a lot of awesome tools, such as a snap counter, which I've referred to many a time throughout this and all of our other pods that we've done. Um, there are weekly fantasy finishes, um, injury reports, general data from the past as well. We have rankings, offense, defense, etc. So much fun stuff. Our Discord's a great place. Um, oh, seeing that Shane followed up. Tackle Heavy League, yep, Ufanga. Get rid of him for you. Hopefully he turns it around, but he's also been playing a lot more deep this year than last, I believe. So probably not worth it. So thank you again for joining this week. I know it was at a different time. Next week, Justin and I will be back at the normal 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. And yeah, thank you for being for getting around here. I know it's a weird time. Really do appreciate it and really appreciate the following from all y'all. Um, I can be followed on X at X Twitter, whatever you want to call it. I still go Twitter most of the time, but at Jolo63 and my partner in crime, Justin, can be followed at FFF Ballers. Same place. And feel free to reach out to me and or him on Twitter or in the Discord once you join. And thank you again to who, to who was it that subscribed earlier the show? Oh, I'm trying to, oh, to Super CN, CNB Challengers. Thank you again for that subscription. Hope to see you in the Discord and such. And once again, thank all of you for following in. I hope this was some good advice. Go win your leagues and may the force be with you. Also go Orioles. Got to beat Texas. Let's get back in this. Have a great week, everyone.